0: Well, welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth but Heavenly-Minded, and I'm your host, Irv Risch, and we are going to continue on in our reading uh, in this small booklet by Andrew Murray, Uh, Waiting on God. It's a devotional, and we're on our 24th day, and with that said, I'm just going to switch our screen, and uh, let me get to our audio here. Got to kind of jump around here to get everything going. Thank you for your patience. Okay, there it is.
1: Let's start our audio. 24th day, waiting on God, to know his goodness. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 25, there is none good but God. His goodness is in the heavens. Oh how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, O. Oh taste and see that the Lord is good. And here is now the true way of entering into and rejoicing in this goodness of God waiting upon him. The Lord is good even his children often do not know it, for they wait not in quietness for him to reveal it. But to those who persevere in waiting, whose souls do wait, it will come true. One might think that it is just those who have to wait who might doubt it. But this is only when they do not wait, but grow impatient. The truly waiting ones will all have to say, the Lord is good to them that wait for him. Wouldst thou fully know the goodness of God? Give thyself more than ever to a life of waiting on him. At our first entrance into the school of waiting upon God, the heart is chiefly set upon the blessings which we wait for. God graciously uses our need and desire for help to educate us for something higher than we were thinking of. We were seeking gifts, he, the giver, longs to give himself and to satisfy the soul with his goodness. It is just for this reason that he often withholds the gifts, and that the time of waiting is made so long. He is all the time seeking to win the heart of his child for himself. He wishes that we should not only say, when he bestows the gift, how good is God. But that long ere it comes, and even if it never comes, we should all the time be experiencing, it is good that a man should quietly wait. The Lord is good to them that wait for him what a blessed life the life of waiting then becomes, the continual worship of faith, adoring and trusting his goodness. As the soul learns its secret, every act or exercise of waiting just becomes a quiet entering into the goodness of God, to let it do its blessed work and satisfy our every need. And every experience of God's goodness gives the work of waiting new attractiveness, and instead of only taking refuge in time of need, there comes a great longing to wait continually and all the day and however duties and engagements occupy the time and the mind, the soul gets more familiar with the secret art of always waiting. Waiting becomes the habit and disposition, the very second nature and breath of the soul. Dear Christian, do you not begin to see that waiting is not one among a number of Christian virtues, to be thought of from time to time, but that it expresses that disposition which lies at the very root of the Christian life? It gives a higher value and a new power to our prayer and worship, to our faith and surrender, because it links us, in unalterable dependence, to God himself. And it gives us the unbroken enjoyment of the goodness of God. The Lord is good to them that wait for him. Let me press upon you once again to take time and trouble to cultivate this so much needed element of the Christian life. We get too much of religion at second hand from the teaching of men. That teaching has great value if, even as the preaching of John the Baptist sent his disciples away from himself to the living Christ, it leads us to God himself. What our religion needs is more of God. Many of us are too much occupied with our work. As with Martha, the very service we want to render the master separates from him, it is neither pleasing to him nor profitable to ourselves. The more work, the more need of waiting upon God. The doing of God's will would then, instead of exhausting, be our meat and drink, nourishment and refreshment and strength. The Lord is good to them that wait for him. How good none can tell but those who prove it in waiting on him. How good none can fully tell but those who have proved him to the utmost. My soul, wait thou only upon God.
0: Well, you know, the last reading we had, there was one other thing I wanted to share with you and I had forgotten totally about it. Uh, uh, sometimes things slip my mind, but I wanted to recommend that you read the letters in uh, the book of Revelation that were wrote to the churches and see uh, that God always had something against most of the churches. And the reason for that is is because it was a warning given to us in our day that the churches in in our day and age uh, lack uh, you know a lot of them have uh, left their first love uh, Christ is not the center of their church anymore they're uh, they have men that are running the show and not the Lord and this is the Lord's church he is the great shepherd and we are to answer to him well I just wanted to say that from our last uh, podcast but and this one here I just wanted to talk a little bit. We're in a book of uh lamentations and uh it was written by the prophet Jeremiah. He was called a weeping prophet and he uh uh he wrote a- uh, his book of prophecy and uh there were uh uh some contemporary prophets uh all living and during the same time uh like uh Jeremiah was in the city of Jerusalem during the siege. And uh, we have Daniel, who was taken captive to uh, Babylon. And we also have Ezekiel, who was actually in a camp outside of uh, the city of Babylon. Uh, we can call it a concentration camp, if you want to call it that, uh, where the captives were held. And all three of these prophets prophesied at the same time. And uh, you can really get a a broad picture on what was going on during that time. Uh, Israel had left their their first love. They left God. They had idols in their temple and God just finally had to judge them. And I believe that God is going to judge the church. It says that judgment starts at the house of God. And truly, I believe it, that God will judge his people first. Well, another thing I wanted to mention is that we had just gone through in our midweek Bible study the whole book of Isaiah. And I love Isaiah 53, just a beautiful chapter. But we're getting ready to start the book of Jeremiah and I'm kind of excited to get going in the book. That's a beautiful book, you know. the The Old Testament prophets are a little hard to understand, but if you really study them and s- search them out, you can get a lot of insight uh, from reading those books. And uh, I believe the author of this paper, uh, of all these papers, of uh, this book, uh, Andrew Murray. Uh, Went through the scriptures and he was seeking out the words, waiting for God, waiting for Him, waiting for the Lord. There is none good but God. His goodness is in the heavens. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And here is now the true way of entering into the rejoice. And rejoicing in the goodness of God waiting upon him. You know, the Lord is good. It truly is. You know, and our you know, everybody that's a Christian should be quietly waiting on the Lord. And uh He will reveal Himself to you and what He wants from you. And uh don't be too occupied with doing but just rest in the Lord and wait on Him. And that's kind of your thought for today. So, with that said, I'm going to end my podcast again. Uh, God is outer. You can find him in your Bible. God bless. Until next time. Bye for now.